I pulled down my pants. G da e da e da k. 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 Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the G da e da e da k podcast with Dan and. Bum bum bum. It's me, isn't it? All right. <laughs> That's Stephen. Why do we do this every time what? we go away? We've actually, we've gone south this time, not north. So, don't, no, we've gone what north What are you even talking time, about? Not south. So, we can't do the southern accent because so, we're so far away from London. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We're at Centre Parks. Dan and Steve went on a, just a little private getaway. Centre, spelt wrong, and Parks, spelt Because it's wrong. French. Is it? Yeah. Although, I'm pretty sure if it was French, it would be Parks Centre. Yeah. Mm. But they just, they at least got it 50% right. They got the words the right, right way around. I'm a bit drunk. Yes. And this is a rarity, actually. What, so, me to be drunk at a podcast? Well, for, I mean, obviously you to be on. We cover that every time you're on about how rare it is. But also then no, for it's ridiculous. all parties involved to be drinking. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the last time we did that was when we recorded <laughs> part of a podcast <laughs> On the streets of Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh my word! And we I was need trying to, do to that again. I was trying to figure out the name of a song. And yep. What was the song? I don't know. Because it's oh, I don't remember. Yep. Anyway, yeah, that was funny. Uh, also, well, we haven't we, got anywhere to be, so it's fine. No video. I've got I've got my tripod and my camera and everything. We couldn't yeah, put this, this on video. This would be the worst video ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally like in a little room and there's just like two little beds. Yeah, me and, and uh, Steve have got just, a bed each. We've got a bed each. Push them together if we feel. I'm like, on the left, you know, although cold. that's subjective, isn't it? Stage left. Yep. I'm on stage left. No, wait. Mm, you're on right, but none of that really matters. No one will care <laughs> about that. I can't believe Thingy's died. Is that we're just going to jump straight into that? I think it's really thingy. Sad. It, it it's really sad that you can't remember his name at the at the, uh, the drop of a Bowie. hat where you need to mention him. David Bowie, Bowie or Bowie? Bowie. The age-old debate. It's not Bowie. Who says Bowie. it's Bowie? It's a Bowie knife. What idiot says it's Bowie? A lot of people say Bowie. What does he say? I don't know. I've never met him. Bowie's in will. space. Bowie's in space. Bowie's. Yeah. Right. I, I saw this, this excellent little tribute to him that said, uh, we'll miss you and thanks for, thank, thanks for visiting. So long and thanks for all the fish. No, it said thanks for visiting our planet, which yeah. I thought was lovely. Starman. Yeah. Ziggy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he do um, that Ground Control song? Or was that somebody yeah, else? Ground Control to Major Tom. I love that song. Although... You're, you're sounding like 99% of Facebook right now, though. I know. Because you're like, oh, that guy, he was in Labyrinth, wasn't he? I have got a question, though. Because, mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, what I know David Bowie from, uh, Bowie. <laughs> I just nah. did it. <laughs> nah. What I know him from, uh, mostly, is uh, two podcasts I've been listening to lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, with The Hollywood Babylon, where they always do impressions of always. him. Always. Uh, and they do the birthday thing. Yep. Happy birthday to, to you, Daisy. <laughs> um, and the other one is... Um, at Harmontown, I've been listening back. And right. In an old podcast, they were talking about that song, uh, you know, Ground Control, Ground Control to Major... To- and they were talking about a commonly mis... A common misconception of that song is the line is, uh, tell my wife I'll miss her, uh, and that is all. 
uh, or, or and and uh, but it wasn't because I double checked the lyrics and it's got nothing to do with that. So the the, the thing that they misunderstood right. isn't even true. But they they were saying there's two ways to view it. One is like that's the that's the message over, yes. uh, and the other way is tell my wife I miss her that's and all. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be touching my missus. <laughs> um, but I went and looked at the lyrics and it's nothing like that. So. Um, oh. Don't let pod don't don't let podcast influence your view on life. <laughs> Wait, and welcome, oh gosh. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> no, if we've ever influenced someone's life, then I would be very sorry for yeah, that me too. person. Poor them. Yeah, but so they, I I'm not of the generation. Obviously, none of us are that grew up. With David Bowie, I don't know. On his, in his was wait, pretty big in his prime, in his in his absolute prime, in the whole Ziggy Stardust thing. However, some people claim that Labyrinth was his was his prime. Yeah, I, I see. I'm I'm going musically. A lot of people are yeah are like oh the the Goblin King, oh, rest in peace Goblin King. He was so much more than that. That is such I a tiny gonna... like part of him, and I know that's what's kind of seeped into pop culture and especially the the social media generation that is what everyone knows him as most people probably don't own a david bowie album past so, the best of maybe confession okay when people keep saying the what was it the what king the goblin king i always think the pumpkin king i jack the pumpkin the king. king like that's i can't differentiate the mm. two One's animated. Yeah. The other one's a real person. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to, to my point, um, it just, it's, I don't know, it all seems a little bit, the the music I grew up with, like, he, he never really had anything huge, as far as I'd, I'd say, at least in my kind of, my life. So 90s, the, the, the 2000s, the noughties, whatever. But, he he was so consistent. The amount of albums he put out in the last in his day, you mean? Just in the last ten, fifteen years. I mean, the last year he's had two albums out, and I don't know whether this latest one that came out just last Monday was like, we need to get this album out. I want to get this album out before it all goes because he it, he died of cancer, didn't he? So right. it was obviously something they were aware of and something that was kind of a long time coming. Um, he definitely had. He kept that content up, and I don't think he cared what he did. He just released the music he wanted to release. You know what I mean? That's that's the life that every artist wants to get to. I I didn't see that of him. I mean, I I um I kind of saw him like Ozzy Osbourne, right? And the fact that it was someone that I know had a big career in the past. But you've got no interest in the music. But he's now Maybe. famous for something different. Famous for being himself. Now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I mean, Ozzy isn't famous for being in that band he was in and buying chickens' heads off or whatever. Ozzy's famous for being in the Osbournes and being dad to all these, you mm. know, Shut new up. celebrities right. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not comparing him as a, a personality-wise. No. No. He's a completely different person. But in your, I'm just yeah. talking about fame-wise mm-hmm. and 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 where he is career-wise. Um, because you know, despite the fact that Ozzy Osbourne is a bit a bit weird, mm. you can't argue the fact that he's uh he's 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 had a very good career. Mm. So we not. Talk about that anymore. Yeah, it's been a bit morbid. I want to. I want to actually. Just before we. Just before we go away from this, there was a, an interesting story that I uh, was looking into the other day, mm. um, and it was about. Um, did I tell you about this before? The Whitney Houston thing. You went Whitney. Yeah. Like you on first name basis. Yeah. yeah. Whitney. Yeah. Um, and how I found it was interesting that. Um, 
when she died, yeah. the next day all the um, all of her albums went up in price on iTunes. Right, yes. And everyone turned around at Apple and they lost their shit at them and they were like, how dare you? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That, that's inhuman. And Apple turned around and they were like, well, wait a minute. We just got, It's an automated thing. We, we didn't press any buttons. It's If the wholesale price goes up, the price on iTunes yeah. goes up. So it wasn't us. And then everyone sort of slowly turns around and looks at Sony. And Sony are like, what? Mm-hmm. Do I don't know. Yeah. It was it was it wasn't us. It, it, was it you? <laughs> like, but they never Maybe really it was that guy. Yeah, Dave. Was it you, Dave? It wasn't me. What do you? Oh, yeah. You... Uh, but they never apologized for it. No. Which is interesting. They just said that. They, but just, they just passed it. They just point. said, well, we'll fix it. We'll, gets we'll, we'll put times. it back. We'll put it back to where it was. Yeah. Oh, sorry. About that. Mm. Well, I was it. Was it Friday? No, Mon- I can't remember. Whichever day it was, I went to the, the Trafford Centre and um, I walked in HMV. And at the front, they had a display of all the all the Bowie albums. Right. Um, this is before he died? Was, no, no, when he, when he died. Um, Wait, when the did The day die? or the day after, I can't remember. My, I think it was... I thought it was like yesterday. So, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. so you went to HMV. Oh, okay, yes. I didn't realise. I thought you were talking about yeah. last week. No. Okay. Um, and I can, you know, the, uh, that that display is now half empty but they have put a display at the front of the shop yeah. like hey everyone here's his albums would you like to buy them now where where's the line of like well that's promotion going, versus, let's sell some yeah. more albums to yeah. the point of no actually people want to buy these albums so they want to hear his music let's get this out to as many people as we can I mean, it's that's the su- intent, though, isn't it? That's, that's the point. That's supply versus demand, I guess. That's like there will be a no, demand again, for this product, so we will supply more yes, of it. But, but not changing the price of it, that's different. I think it's down to the people who made the decision to go, we should put some at the front of the shop. I think it's what they're thinking, and you'll never know. Mm. If it's the staff, chances are they're like, let's get a David Bowie display at the front of the shop. But if it's the company, yeah, it's like, like yeah. oh, yeah, get, jump on that. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Well, normally things that are at the front of the shop are there because they're making money out of it, or the the yeah. the thing that they're selling is offering more commission or mm. whatever it is. Um, now, kind of related, where the heck do they keep getting all these Michael Jackson songs and Tupac Shakur songs that weren't released as songs? And well, there's been get, new ones coming out. Are they not just remixing them? They there's there's definitely new songs. That seems to just suddenly appear that were clearly like demos at the time, and then they get someone else to sing or rap over yeah. them. Is it not just? I mean, because they can do wonders with 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 uh, vocal and audio. Yeah, they can't. Nowadays. They can't recreate. I know they can't. Yet, yeah, though. they can't recreate a voice. Yeah. But if they've got a record, because they must have. And this they this goes for out this and goes change for, the tune yeah, and everything. That's this goes for any artist. Yeah. There must be a library of stuff and demos and play arounds that they've done where they've just been like at True. home. I mean, on Michael Jackson, uh, they made this point on um, uh, on the Apple uh, commercial, uh, mm. the Christmas commercial. Did you see it with Stevie Wonder? Uh, yeah, but what's what's the point? Um, yeah, well, that's... the point was that the, 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 the home recording is now a big thing, and it's very right. easy to do. You know, you get a laptop, you get you get a micro, mm-hmm. a decent microphone, and yeah. you sing into it, and you can lay down tracks. Yeah. What's to suggest? Star mics, you know? to, well, yeah. What's to suggest that Jackson wasn't wasn't just doing that home recording and just laying some tracks down, and he's just got a because I I know I, I know musicians that do that they they lay down ideas that they have and stuff okay. so there is a possibility that they're just taking you know these ideas that he's had and and you know uh, the question is though so why the are they songs pre- that are coming out could have been like six different
different demos that yeah, we record. That you could have done like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, what my question is is who's who's been through his stuff to to let that happen. Uh, is he is he fair game already? His content is is. It's the estate of Michael Jackson. That thing, and that's the thing that that they own all that material. But who owns it? I mean, is it is it his family? Um, I can imagine so. I, I, I guess his family have already someone, been or, yeah. always been profiting off him since he was bloody. Because then the Beatles own the um the no the other way around. Michael Jackson owned all the um the lyric rights and everything to the Beatles back catalogue. Yeah. But, yeah, even that's on Spotify now. Uh, I've gone back yeah. to Apple Music for the time being. Okay. Uh, even though Why Community's not? not on there, but, but the less said about that, the better. Oh my word! What? The uh, Community. Yes, this is. This they're on the taking of dead people. They're take no. They're taking. Oh wait. <laughs> what? Go it's on. not dead yet. Uh, they're taking uh, Community off Netflix. Mm. Uh, it keeps coming up with a message saying it's not going to be available from the 7th of February so if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched this show yet okay. you've got you've got about a month to get is through not five, se- five seasons video then they, they just it is the but you've got to pay for that haven't you alright I don't know I don't know how it works alright no idea I've got Amazon Prime for free by the way I registered as a student. They gave me six months free. Awesome. So uh, I've yeah, I, seen um, a couple of films that I probably wouldn't have bothered watching. I um, This is a really nice little segue. I'm proud of this. Go I've on. managed to discover this in my slightly drunken state. <laughs> um, so I went to uh, a birthday party the other day okay. um, last week, and it was Tarantino-themed. Right. Okay. And I was like, oh, Tarantino costumes. What Tarantino costumes wear? There's so Google, many. And I was like, I know what I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll watch the community um, dinner at Ta- yeah <laughs> dinner at Abed dinner at Abed yeah. where yeah. it's Abed's I birthday that the other and day. they put it's together so a, a um yeah. a Tarantino birthday is it specifically a Pulp Fiction birthday I can't remember yeah they put together want, a Pulp Fiction themed birthday um, where yeah. where um, Thingy's the Gimp um, now I realised how many of Quentin Tarantino's movies rely on the simple costume of white shirts and black ties yeah. That doesn't, doesn't Reservoir surprise dogs, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah. You've then got the the what's it the um, Crazy Eighty Eight. Yeah. Which is basically what I decided to do in the end. I was like, I don't just want to go in a white shirt and a black tie, and that's boring. I know I've got a um I've got like a bandit mask. Did you I'll not fancy that. the gym from Pulp Fiction? Right. See, I googled, <laughs> and th- that was a photo that came up. So I googled Quentin Tarantino costumes, and someone was there with a ball gag. And a watch, a watch in their hand, and I was like, "It's the watch that makes that for me." Yep. <laughs> but where do I get a ball gag from? Do or I a want ball to go cap? And... You could go as bloody um, as Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot Zed's of people dead, that could have gone as, Zed's but in dead. the end, not enough people made enough of an effort. So I was oh. quite happy that I was there in a white shirt, black tie, and I just had my bandit mask. So to you be just looked smart. Yeah, and it was all right. And then we went to Weatherspoon, so it didn't matter. Fair enough. But I also had fake blood I was going to spray on my shirt, but then I was told I would not be allowed in places. So this, I'm still segueing here. Sorry. All right. Um, I went to then see um, Hateful Eight. I've not seen it. No. Are you going to see it? No. So am I allowed? Well, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. I, I'm not going to spoil it for people at home, but I'm going to talk briefly about it. What um, is this, I, by the way? Hateful Eight is Quentin Tarantino's new movie. Okay. His eighth movie. I'm glad we're not moving away from him because I want to tell you something about him. Good. Excellent. Now, um, this is another Western, so he did Django and enjoyed it so much. And this is also <laughs> the movie that the, the script got leaked, 
and then he spat his dummy out and he's like, I'm not making this film. No one's going to get to see this What's film. What's weird is that's how he actually sounds. That's yeah, a good impression bad, of Quentin bad, Tarantino. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the South Park impression, is it? <laughs> I'm Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I'm not making this film. So eventually, I think the studios were like, mm, we've given you quite a lot of money, so you're going to make it after all. And then if, 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 a, if a script leaks online, do you ever read it? No. Do you care? No, if not a Star Wars There's... script got released. Got leaked before, like six months before the movie came out. Would you read it? So, what was the script that got leaked that everybody agreed? Oh, it was Doctor Who. I know you don't follow Doctor Who, yeah. but a Doctor Who script uh, leaked, okay. and there was this big hoo ha about everyone on Reddit being like, "Right, let's all agree not to read it." <laughs> and everyone was like, "Okay, yeah, internet agreed." Yeah, it was really weird because they all like banded but together, and everyone Reddit, tried to get it pulled Reddit down. Reddit is mostly the sort of people that would read it. Yeah, the sort of. Yeah, it was. It's person. exactly the same as the Jennifer Lawrence thing uh, when leaked pictures of her went up, yeah, and there was a lot then... of people that said, "I'm not going to look at them." And there was there was a few people, uh, myself included, that posted up topless photos of themselves. <laughs> I uh, remember you put it a, on a on a, Twitter. As, I apologise. <laughs> as a as yep. a, a support topless uh, for J Lo. J Lo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. Right. And I'd do it again. Mm. But anyway, this script got leaked, and then he said he was going to make it, and then he made it. Um, and I went to see it. Now, I'll straight away. I will say it is actually amazing. Really, it, it is. It's about it's two hours and fifty minutes long. And I'll be honest, I I've not seen a, a bad Quentin Tarantino film. There's some I like less than others, but they are all really really good. Yeah. And sometimes I forget, and then I watch something like Pulp Fiction. Just like this is amazing. Remember when we were in a bar in Liverpool and Pulp Fiction was on? Yeah. And we sat there for half an hour just watching it. Yeah. Couldn't hear it. No subtitles, but just watching it, and then you could mouthing along with with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Kind of work out what? And yay! <laughs> That's it. And it Check matter. out the big balls up yeah. there. <laughs> Same word again. Um, <laughs> He's see, amazing. Yes, but so his films just are as well. They're just he's got a knack. Like when I watched um, uh, Inglorious Bar Stewards. Yeah, the first film. time. I really don't like really? it. Really? No, I didn't like oh, it. I loved it. Didn't like it. There's, there's just, there's two I absolute did... quintessential Quentin Tarantino moments. There's like 15 minute scenes of just two people sitting there talking, talking but yeah. you're just like, you're on the edge of your seat. Because it's tense. There's yeah. the bit in, in the kind of the house at the beginning and, you, and he's got people the guys the hiding, ground, the, yeah. The, yeah, the people under, under his floorboards. Um, and then there's the bit in the bar later on where everyone start, they, everyone kind of realises yeah, and yeah, they've all got yeah, the guns poised yeah. and you're just like, oh, what's going to happen? That sort of stuff I, lo- I love. I, his dialogue stuff. And that is mostly what this film is. There's two, there's two settings in this film. One is a stagecoach on the way to, um, to this shack and the other is the shack. Right. Okay? And they all <laughs> eventually meet. And that's it. Yeah. And it's two hours and 45 minutes, this film. So I, I walk up to my counter. I put this on Twitter. Some people are probably already aware of this. And I go up and I, oh, yeah, one for Hateful Eight, please. Went at like two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And he went, um, yeah, sure, it's whatever, five pounds at my local. Um, and you need she to goes, get a student card. We'll talk about that It's later. still five pounds, so it's fine. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's okay. five pounds where I go. Um, and she goes, uh, yeah, oh, and uh, um, about, uh, about 90 minutes into it, there's an intermission. So, okay. And I'm like, why? An intermission. She's like, yeah, it's a long film. I'm like, really? Okay, how long is what? the intermission? She's like, about 12 minutes. Like, okay, yeah, fine. So, 
I'm already just like, right, what can I tweet about this? This is not great. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I think I did. I think I put it on our on our um, on our Twitter. Yeah. And we got a reply. Um, someone someone put, yeah, the last film I went to see with an intermission, and this makes no sense. Was the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. I don't understand why. Now my local, I used to I used to live in Aberystwyth. Yeah. There's one cinema with one screen. Yeah. And you used to have. The adverts, the trailers, and then an intermission. Right. And, you'd go, and the ice cream booth at the end, but next to the screen would open, and you'd yeah. go and buy your ice cream, and then the film would start. But that's it. I went to watch Titanic at, Sean will know, the Epic. Yeah. The Epic is a leisure center in Elsmere yeah. Port. Yeah. Um, and they had a tiny little cinema screen, and every like Tuesday or something, they would show a film for a pound. And I didn't go to see Titanic, and me and my mate went, and there was an intermission with that. Of course, there would have been because it was long. Well, there's three not... and a bit hours that, isn't it? You know why there's the, the, there's an intermission? Well, for, for that, because changing the reels, fair. Yeah, enough. yeah, but you're changing the reels multiple times. Well, no, there's the thing. So, um, or is it ex proje projectionist? Here. Okay, yeah. So we're um, talking 15 years ago, then. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. Yeah. So bear in mind, I was a projectionist 10 years ago. Okay, so, so yeah. You'd have understood the crossover. The more, yeah, the more modern day films, you used to have thing, a thing called a cake stand, which looked like a big cake stand, you know, with those okay. three circular plates. Right. Uh, and you could fit two films on one of those plates, because how it works is a film goes off one of the plates, through the projector, and then back onto another plate. Right, it makes the sense. The third plate is just for storage. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a, a kid's film in the day, and an adult film at night, which incidentally is one of the reasons why I nearly got sacked, because I put on My Dog Skit... Uh, I put on... Um, Fight Club. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Fight Club. It was. Uh, I remember uh, It was training day instead training of my dog skip. My dog so I walked skip. over and there was training day and my good my dog skip and they're both labelled, but I wasn't paying attention because I was probably drunk. Um, and I put on uh, training day, so it went from top reel to middle reel. Yeah. Um, now here's All the, the thing. Kids came out going, King Kong ain't got nothing on ten, me. Ten minutes in, apparently everyone was crying. It was insane. Um, no one realised. <laughs> well, I didn't realise because I wasn't checking because I was taking okay. a nap. Yeah, but no. <laughs> The kids realised. Yeah, and the but parents no one came out and complained and stop it. Yeah, it. ten minutes when after. I, I can't. What I, I went to see the good dinosaur and um, there was no sound yeah. during all the adverts and the trailers and everyone just sat there staring at the screen. But you were as videos. well. No, oh, I went out and told them. Yeah, okay. Um, and also, then the the th a third of the screen was just black, like there's a shadow there. And I went out and I said, oh, back, sat down. Issue. Still nothing happened. Went back out, told them again. Yeah. Third time I went out. Eventually, the sound came on. And then the shadow was still there. I was like, all right, well, maybe it all change when the film starts. It's yeah. a different system. I don't know. It, it didn't. So I went back out and he goes, right, seriously, that shadow is still there. Wow. And then about five minutes into the, into the short, that's the only good thing was Pixar, into the short, yeah. which was the worst Pixar short I've ever seen. Really? To be honest. The whole the, the Indian superhero I've thing. I've not seen it. Wasn't very good. You went to see the Good Dinosaur. Uh, we went to see it, but um, when we got in the cinema, mm. uh, it was in one of the high screens in the Odeon, and they said, "Look, if you want a refund, g g let us know because we can't turn the um, uh, the lights off." So we got the floodlights on in there. All right. So we walked in. It was too bright, and we were like, "Yeah, we're going." All right. But, but anyway, back to your story. Yeah. So um, on this cake stand, it's basically yes. a big film, uh, and and the way it works because you can't rewind these mm -hmm. things, and so you play them from the inside out. Right. It's a very clever system that mm -hmm. reels the film from the Pixar inside. reference again. And, uh, yeah, yeah, until uh, the film gets uh, wider and wider and emptier and emptier. Yeah. And then eventually it just disappears from that stand. And as it's getting uh, wider and wider from the inside, on the lower 
cake stand on the lower stand, yeah, it's getting smaller. thicker yeah. and thicker from the from the centre. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's recreating the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to you've got to uh, when you first get a film in, you've got to put it comes in like six reels or eight reels, depending on how long the film is. Well, between four and six reels, sorry. And then you've got to put the trailers on first. So yeah. you wind the trailers on first, and then you ra- 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 sorry, you wind the adverts on first, then the trailers, and then you wind the whole film on. Right. With a cake stand, you can have the whole film, and you can have Gladiator or Titanic because it's a big stand. With the one they had on in the epic, they had a different system, very much like what you can what you see in the uh, in the theaters. You know those two like big reels yeah, that sit on vertical top. reels. Yeah, just absolutely. There. So, so that. they use vertical vertical reel systems. Vertical reel systems can normally only hold uh, one or two of those. Um, Okay. Sorry, t- two or three of those, uh, those, those, right. those. So uh, probably what's reels. that about ninety minutes of film? Uh, probably a little bit less. Right. So you, you, you'd get you, you'd just about get a feature length film on there, uh, but it would be difficult to get a feature length film and trailers as well. Yeah. Um, so what they'd have to do is they'd have to literally take one off and then put the other one on. Okay. Um, but so that might be part of the reason they thought uh, back then. But that again goes to really illustrate the point of why in this day and age you need to when everything is digital. It's insane what they do now. So I, uh, we had a uh, with my work, we had a, uh, a meeting hosted in one of the Odeon mm. cinemas, and I got to go and visit the projection booth to see how it was now. And it's insane what they do when they get a film in. They just get a little box, mm. and inside that box is a hard drive. Yeah. And on that hard drive is the movie, and they literally just put that box, that hard drive into the into the projector, and then they just and play that's it. it. Yeah. It's insane. Why not? Some are downloaded. I know that for a fact because I went to a preview screening um, and they said we haven't been able to get the movie. It's just we, we can't get it to, you know, we haven't been able to get it in advance. They couldn't download it. That's insane. Um, Star but, Wars, there's a picture of Star Wars that came into VUE um, that my friend took. Um, and it's like this little, um, little, box. little black box that nice. Star Wars written on it. And it's like, whoa. Oh. It was like a couple of days before release. Can we talk about that, by the way? Um, we've or do you need to get back it. to the other thing? Well, I will in a second, but we talked about it to death last podcast. Okay, fair so. enough. Can I just point out something that you might not have realised? Go on. Um, did you talk about the Chewbacca seed? Which, which one? Is this spoiler free? We massively spoiled it last week. So, so I can spoil it this week. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, because it's the biggest spoiler. Ready when so when Han Solo, Solo died. died. <laughs> okay. um, two things. Yeah. First of all, Chewbacca. I think I've seen a cartoon online which illustrates the point you might be making here. So Chewbacca and Ren yeah. would have grew up together. No. No, they would have done. Chewbacca and Ren. And Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. okay, yes. They would have been Charles. You say Ren, I'm thinking. Oh, Ka- sorry. Yeah, Kylo no, Ren, Chewbacca okay. and Kylo Ren, they would have grown up together. Okay. Yes. So they have a close relationship. Yep. Probably comparable to what he had with his dad. Yeah. 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 So when Solo gets shot and falls over, and Chewie's got that, that big. He'd have gun, been like an he? uncle to him. Well, this is the thing. He, have you noticed that he had high ground mm-hmm. and he shot him in the leg? Now, if you've got high ground, it's very difficult to shoot somebody at a lower point on their body. Okay. It's, it's yeah. well... I, I'm, yeah, 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 I'd probably agree whether that level of realism comes into it. I, no, I think, I th- I think, and another thing is, is Chewie knows what he's doing, and yeah. from that length, from he that distance, his, his, he could have taken his face off, off. Yep. easy. But he didn't, because yeah. he was angry and, and he was upset, but he didn't want to kill him. Yes, because he's like, no, now, a kid. really upset... I love him! Yeah. <laughs> Really upset, he goes home and he goes back to the where the yeah. base is, where yeah. the um, mm-hmm. and they get off the ship. 
Now, this is the point where I get... Don't get me wrong, I get really engrossed in films. Mm-hmm. Like, when I watch a film, I'll, I'll often cry at a film because mm-hmm. I get so involved in it. Yeah. Don't even get me started on, on Big Fish. You know what I mean? I get really involved in films. And I was All getting re- and I was getting fish. really involved. I just want to, to give an example. Mm. Of, I was getting really involved in this film. I was engrossed in it. I was in the story. It had me. Yeah. And then and then this thing happened that pulled me out and made me go, ugh. <laughs> and made me realise I was sat in a cinema watching a film and I was like, ah, <laughs> ah. And All it right. actually made me feel a bit cringy because it was something that they've clearly missed out. What happens is uh, Leia's there and um Chewie comes down the, the down the, the out, out of the ship and walks straight past her. Doesn't even acknowledge her. Right, okay. Just wandering past. Now people are saying, Oh, it's because he's emotional. He wasn't. He was just he just walked past. There is no way if you can especially if you consider the relationship between Leia and Chewie, you know, there yeah. is no way that Chewie wouldn't have been like or just just went and hugged her, or yeah. just went and just even acknowledged her just a little bit. It right. was it was it was thingy that had to do it. It was Ray. Yeah, and it was You'd just have walked in an opposite direction to avoid her entirely. Yeah, well, not all that, but you wouldn't have just you wouldn't have just sauntered past her, just, and it yeah. was so glaringly obvious that they haven't thought that thing Never that thought bit that, through. But that's the problem. He's he's a bit too of a one-dimensional character in that respect, but he. Don't Shouldn't agree. Be. He's very emotional. Chewie's clearly very emotional. That's because he's always re- very reactive. That's why you always let the Wookiee win. <laughs> you know, he's not two-dimensional. <laughs> I like it. Um, but that was the only thing that upset me in it. I loved the cameos. The cameos were fantastic. But that was the only thing I wanted to point out was my two cents of that film. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. But if he could have just... Oh, and also... <laughs> um, so, a, J- a typical J.J. Abrams film. What did it have to have in it? Lens flare. Of course, lens flare. When they blew up the uh, the Star Destroyer, mm. uh, and there's this big explosion going on, I just saw these two little glimpses of lens flare that absolutely didn't need to be there. It just made me yes. chuckle. Because they asked to put them in Do there. Do you know what it? I didn't realise? While well, we're on kind of the subject of filmmakers, though, that um, Duncan Jones was, was back to David Bowie, but David Bowie's son. What's going on here? Someone's poking their head in. We're in, a, we're in a lodge that fits eight people, and there's 16 people here, and it's very loud and noisy outside. Um, we're going to just introduce somebody very uh, quickly. Uh-oh. You're not going to cut this, are you? Mm, depends what he says. <laughs> Take a seat. So you may have remembered on Steve's show, episode number two. Oh, you're one of them. Yeah. Steve it was show the retro guest. episode. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Are you still pissed, by the way? Well, when you say still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone um, might be. Uh, is there such a thing as not still pissed? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've been drinking since like, I don't know, nine o'clock, eight o'clock. That's, we just that's had some not... pretty emotional games. of. You built that up like it was going to be like, yes, it's about one. And then you're like, yeah, about 9pm. Yeah, you know, evening get, evening let's tipple. Face it, we are getting on. If I've been it's drinking since one o'clock. And, in fact, yeah, it's 11 o'clock. That's not a lot of drinking, two hours. I'd be well in bed I've now. I've been going I've been since, since, since about three or four, Sean. Steve, sorry. Did you just call me Sean? It slipped out because I've, I've been drinking since three you or four You cannot o'clock. cut that. You cannot I, cut that. Mate, this we'll is see. a podcast I'm in first. Control. Right. But, yes, Duncan Jones, is uh, who is the guy who directed Moon, hence his Twitter handle, Man Made Moon. Yeah. And he's directing Warcraft. Is David Bowie's son? Really? Yeah. Didn't know because he put up like the the big tweet that went round was um, 
Hi, everyone. Yes, it's true. Um, it, what, what you've heard is, is right. Um, I'm going to be signing off Twitter for a little bit. Thanks for all your, you know, your thoughts and stuff. I had no idea. By the faces that I can see in front of me, people at home. <laughs> this is an Everyone's exclusive. amazed. It's not an exclusive. It's an exclusive thing. <laughs> yeah, no one else it's knew. exclusive to us. Exclusive to the three people sitting here. It's exclusive here. in my head. There you go. Can I, just, right. uh, can I just come back a little bit to when you were talking about... Just remind um, me that we're talking about um, Hateful Eight yeah, afterwards. Because, oh, no, no, let's go back to that because okay. I wanted to talk about Quentin Tarantino. Okay, right. Okay, so right, I get to finish. Yeah. All right, cool. So, segways, so, segways. So, segways. just to fill in the new person that's just walked in, uh, I went to watch Hateful Eight, right. okay? And I won't spoil it, just in case you want to see it. I don't know okay. whether you're a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> fan. But I went to the counter and said, one ticket, please. And they went, okay, um, there's an intermission about halfway through because it's a very long film. And at that and point, I was like, we started what? talking about intermissions. Yeah, and how projectors course, work. Yeah, yeah it's, you know. So, when was the last film you saw that had an intermission? The last film that I saw that had an intermission. Yeah. Well, we must be going back to at least the Correct. 1990s. Exactly. And I have seen films that are this they long. They were saying that's really yeah, long time ago. Well, no, well it I, is. I, I realised the 1990s mistake is, yeah. is like, that's 25 years ago. It's insane. I that feel is really mental. old. <laughs> well, yeah, we are. I mean, in fairness, we are. It's, it's probably going back further than that because I'm saying 1990s, but I think practically speaking, it's probably sort of late 80s. Yeah. It would have been really fair. Yep. Ice cream break, in it? It's like the yeah, like guy the, stands the at the bottom there. With the, the ice cream thing on the <laughs> front and the. Yeah. I'm probably you clearly do. Incredibly <laughs> sexist right now. Yeah, well, but it's the 80s, you there, know. It was the 90s, though. 90s, yeah. rather. Right, but anyway, so I go in and sit down and I'm watching the film, and it is. It's. Uh, again, I'm sorry to repeat for the people at home, but basically, it's. It's two two scenes, the entire film. It's one on a stagecoach, and that goes on for about 45 minutes, and then they arrive at the, the shack, and then the rest of the film is based in the shack. And there's like eight of them, obviously, Hateful Eight. And they're oh, all like, the name who's going to... So the whole premise is that um, there is a bounty hunter who has um, a, a woman that she, he's taken to this, this town to be hanged. And then... Bung. Hanged. Really? It is hanged. I'm not... I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> not even going to go into that. Really? It is hanged. It, it, it actually is right. It, it is hanged. And I hate when people say hung, even though it's... Hung it's, dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, hanged. But anyway, there's even a Sherlock episode when there's a bit he goes oh, to visit yeah, someone yeah, in a yeah. prison yeah. and Sherlock says hung. And I was watching, I was like, what? what? <laughs> he just got that. And, and afterwards, he even acknowledges that he says he said hung and it was wrong. And I was like, oh, thank goodness, Sherlock is not, is not infallible. Yeah, <laughs> right. But anyway, um, so yeah, he's, he's got this woman that he's trying to get to, to be hanged. Um, and then um, he bumps into along the road, and, and it's in the middle of a blizzard, Samuel L. Jackson, who asks for a ride. He lets him have a ride. And Samuel L. Jackson was this um, kind of, uh, I don't know if it's Confederates, but the whole Civil War, he was some general. Um, and he bumps into another guy who says, I'm going to be the sheriff of this town, Wait. so you need to take me. There. So he lets him on board as well. But Samuel L. Jackson's black. Yeah, but... And the whole Confederate thing was... Maybe not the conf maybe the others then, whichever. Right. I don't know enough of the Civil War to be able to be accurate on that. But anyway, they get to then this, this shack where there are another four people. So four there, and there's four there. One of them is like a 70, 80-year-old army general who's very, very racist, who's on his way to this same town, 
um, to bury his son. He heard his son was dead, and he's going to just make a like kind of a a grave plot. He doesn't got the body or anything like that. And as the movie goes on, um, the stuff's getting very tense between Samuel L. Jackson and this racist general. Um, and this is going to be a spoiler. But basically, they start talking, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, I knew I didn't recognize your name. Is that how he sounds? Yeah, basically, he's talking like got that, it. you know. So, no, it is. That wasn't, you know. But anyway, he's, he basically lets out that he's the one that killed his son. Basically, he's, he had a bounty on his head, and, this, and his son goes to collect on the bounty by capturing him, and he killed him. But he said he was just going to shoot him, but then he started talking to him, and the guy mentioned this general's name, and he recognized the name and knew that he was this huge, notorious racist. So he, he said, basically, then I stripped him naked and I marched him through that snow until he couldn't march no more for two hours. <laughs> it gets worse. No more. Mo. No, honestly, I'm not, I'm not even, this is, this is a genuine, like, accurate impression because that's his character. So we marched through the snow and he knew he won along for this war because when he collapsed finally, he didn't turn to me and ask to beg for his life. He asked me for a blanket, a blanket. And I said, I'll give you a blanket. I pulled down my pants, rolled out my massive black Johnson, and he... (laughs) No, this is exactly where it's going, though. And he crawled on hands and feet, and I made him munch on my huge black Johnson there in the snow. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he gets his whole speech, and this, this guy's dad is there, just mortified. He's got a gun sitting next to him, and Samuel L. Jackson's waiting for him to grab this gun because he wants to then shoot him in self-defense. And then he, get, he eventually gets so angry, he goes for the gun, Samuel Jackson shoots him. Black screen. Intermission. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You all saw like, him. Yeah, it was... He had a gun. It was just, honestly... I was like... What? We just we just heard this ten what minute this, this yeah this I monologue of to put put intermissions at like like sort of quiet a bit of a lull when it lulls. Nope. Shot him. Told his story. Intermission. Why not go and buy a Pepsi? Wow. And everyone's just sat there like because <laughs> it was it's there's so many films and especially Quentin Tarantino films that have got that Samuel L. Jackson monologue. Yeah. And it's the one moment you remember. That was it. You're not going to get on my head Samuel L. Jackson talking about his job. You, need to, you need to go and watch it, though. This film was brilliant. It was long, and it's just so heavy on dialogue, and not really that I much like heavy dialogue. physical happens. I'm a Kevin Smith fan, of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly, like exactly. Dialogue. It's like that. But, like, I love Kevin Smith, but this is just on another level. Because I was not bored for even a second. Even for that 12-minute, you know, blooming intermission, I was waiting. So it was on a par with the uh, Deep Blue Sea monologue. Oh, my Quartus. God. Do you remember that? When he died in like the first <laughs> ten minutes, it was a bit further into that. But he gives the motivational speech yeah. like, "We're gonna fight this thing. Um. We ain't gonna go. No, 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 be, no. We gonna gonna be no victim of no shots, no mo, <laughs> no mo, no mo. Now let's get these motherfucking sharks yeah. off this motherfucking exactly. plane. <laughs> but that that is it. He's amazing, and he wasn't he wasn't in um, what's it um, Django that much was he? No. He kind of came in towards the end, but then this, he's, he's a big part of. So, but yes, brilliant. Quentin Tarantino movie that I watched on Netflix the other night because mm-hmm. there wasn't anything else on. Um, Wait. Without Samuel L. Jackson in it. And it's, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think he directed it. All right. I think he was just in it. I think he was just in it. Films, then. What? Dust Till Dawn. 
Okay, yeah, that is not a Quentin Tarantino film, but he is in it. What gets me about that film? You've seen it. It's it's a Quentin Tarantino film followed by a Robert Rodriguez film. This is the thing. All right. in one. You can see it's like AI in the fact that you can see when Kubrick stops. And when <laughs> right. you're right. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I just don't like talking about AI. <laughs> okay. Do you not like it? Wow, this face. Somebody once told me that AI was better than Blade Runner. Oh ever my since, god! Wow. <laughs> ever since then, I've not really been able to look at the cover of the box. So. I, I don't mind I guess, it, but it it doesn't know when to end. That's the thing. I, I, the point I'm trying to make is you can clearly see when it goes from Kubrick to Spielberg. It's okay. like it's sliced. It's like they turn around and they were like, yeah. Yeah. "You can see the point when it's like, let's talk about aliens." Well, Cheers, Spielberg. Fair I, I mean, I, I don't sound, mean to sound like sort of a, a movie buff or an expert on by any means, anything like that. But at the point where all of a sudden somebody has to narrate over the top explain exactly what's happening at that yeah. point for me the movie was over yeah, yeah that's true um, but this is the thing dust till dawn mm -hmm. you can see the split the second they get into mexico yeah the second they get over the bo over das border it's, it's a hostage movie <laughs> and then it's a vampire it's movie it's ridiculous yeah. it goes from like it goes from like deep deep um tarantino to a jim henson movie <laughs> it's so bizarre like jim henson not you, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm talking about anything yeah, with okay. like singing Muppets <laughs> in it. I, 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 to be honest, I, I always thought that was on purpose, though. I thought they were like yeah. deliberately yeah, trying yeah, to. Completely. No, I'm saying it as a good French take the piss. Yeah, you know? I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a fantastic thing. But then I realised who the sheriff was. Yes, Michael Park. It's the guy from He's amazing from Tusk and from, have you, from Red State. Yeah, have you ever heard? And that whole monologue at the start. Yes. With those two, and it's right. just... Right. Oh, so, so good. Do you know the, Quen, uh, the, the Kevin Smith story of when he discovered Michael Parks? No. Watching that film. So really? Because got... Salma Hayek's in it as well, so I'm yeah. guessing he got her from that. I don't know. No, because I, th I think that was quite far apart. I don't think it was anything to do with each other. But basically, he's he's got a room that is a, like a cinema. He's got this ridiculous Who? TV... Uh, Kevin Smith. Right. Very loud, uh, very big. And he sat there and was watching uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. And there's that whole scene, the hold-up and the police and everything, and the gunshots and everything, so loud that neighbours heard this whole, like, the monologue oh and everything. Oh, my gosh. And the police came round, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and he had to go down, and I was like, we're just watching a movie, we're going to have to come in. Wow. In. But, yeah, it was, that, it was that monologue that made him it was fantastic monologue. chase after him for, uh, for Red State. Oh, and he's like, I didn't fucking blink. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter now, Troy, because you're going to die. <laughs> like, and I, I, I don't know. It, it, was, it was a film where George Clooney actually wasn't bad. Mm. Um, but I, 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 the, 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 the way it was directed when, you know, you go back to the motel and he's, he's fucking killed that woman. And it doesn't show it directly. It just shows you in the background, like little. Well, first of all, it starts with those little flashes. Suggests it. Yeah, yeah. and it's mm. like it's like where's where's the woman? And then she, he opens up the door, and it shows Clooney, but doesn't show what he's looking at. And then all of a sudden, you get a bloop, like a little a little flash of it, and then a bloop, and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And it's a bloop, and it's so good mm. how it's and and that's got to be Tarantino. I can't believe anybody else did that. I don't know. Because he don't loves know what flashes. Else he had, yeah. loves flashes. I don't know what else he had to do with it other than. Um, being you can't tell me he didn't have some direction in that maybe, film. Maybe, maybe. But well, his, his is one of those names that gets thrown on all sorts, and all he has to do is have an executive producer credit. It's like, um, uh, what, what, uh, Hostel, is it? 
Quentin Weird. Tarantino yeah. presents hostel. Yeah. You see that word presents, just ignore the fact it says Quentin Tarantino because it's nothing to do with him. Well, for me, when it comes to Tarantino, I mean, the benchmark of what a Tarantino film is, or, you know, should be, if you like. If you look at the movie Pulp Fiction, mm. we were just talking about this. That is literally. That Pinnacle. is the yeah. Tarantino film. You can basically look at that film and just splice it over the top of any film before or after. I mean, yeah. So some people prefer. I never really liked Reservoir Dogs. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. I can see it's got sort of it's a got the watered ideas, down yeah, vanilla version of Pulp Fiction about it. But mm. I think that was like his warm-up lap. Well, that's Pulp, it. Pulp Fiction was. You his, can see a track with him. Like yeah, that was his first first trouble, attempt, you know. and then Pulp Fiction nailed it. Yeah. with very little budget and then he had the budget and then he releases Jackie Brown and that's just too much yes. it's good but it's too much yeah. and then he went all right okay if i've got this budget let me do the movie i want to make and then he makes kill bill 1 and 2 do you not think kill bill is a measure of of, of a tarantino film yeah but a of different him just experimenting yes, and being like difference. i'm going to i'm going to make a kung fu movie now mm-hmm. It's, but that's like about six movies in in one. That's just everything he ever yeah. wanted to do with anyone. And he ever Samuel Jackson again, just it, uh, him, uh, them two, like just like. <laughs> that's where you're going with this. Bezies. I, I think he just massively respects him as a, yeah. as an artist, doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean that is the I'm memorable bit. Not, you know? That that is. I, I I hope that people remember his Johnson speech now as much as they I, do his Great Vengeance and Furious Anger. I associate uh, Samuel Jackson with uh, with race arguments, with like with like race respect. I guess like if you consider that whole thing when uh, he got accused of being um, um, oh what was his name the guy from uh, Fish no what's hmm? can't remember his name when that presenter mistook him for someone else yeah yeah um, and he was like that's the other one. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. <laughs> Fishburne. That's Lawrence, it. I can't remember his name. That, he gets that all the time, and he yeah, hates yeah. it. By the yeah. way. And he was just like, "No, that's yeah. the other guy." But he never lets that oh, go. Samuel no, Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Moved I, I loved you in the Matrix, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he went nuts. He mm-hmm. went nuts, and, and you know, uh, uh, most actors wouldn't. They back down. They'd be like, "Oh no." Yeah, funny. but that's just but it. he's like. There are some people who don't care with that sort. Call me Lawrence Fishburne again. I dare you. Double day, you motherfucker! Say <laughs> <laughs> fishboard again! <laughs> they speak English in fishboard! <laughs> Sorry, we're uh, too drunk for this. <laughs> no. Didn't you have all this stuff to talk got, about? Maybe. We talked about Tarantino know. for 40 that's minutes. Fine. I wanted to. But then you've also got the Tarantino interview where he walks out. He's like, I'm not, I'm not biting onto this. The Channel Four interview. We're not seeing that. Yes. Yeah. Wait, are he... you confusing him with Robert, Robert Downey Jr.? No, because no, no. Bad the same, well. same, the, the same guy yeah. interviewing oh, him, what's and his it's name? not a bad that interview. Guy. Christian Guru yeah. Murphy. He really fell out with, uh, yeah. with Tony Stark. Because he just he? says, he, I mean, he, he asked Quentin Tarantino, very open, like normal question of like, so you know, do you think not specifically about his movies, but you know the whole perpetuation of violence in films does it have anything to do with it and he's like nah I'm not I'm not batting on this and and completely has a go at him walks out of the interview mm. and then two three weeks ago did you see Quentin Tarantino um and um who's um who's Snake Plissken in Escape from New York um that guy Kurt Russell because he's in Hateful Eight on TFI Friday 
and it was so over the top like yeah we're here we're having fun this is amazing like how how mental and madcap is tfi friday have you been watching it uh no so it's just it's like they they must have about 80 ideas and they just go yeah let's fit it in this hour show and everything happens like his desk is a little kind of remote control car so after oh, the, the last Chris couple has got to hang on to his career somehow, yeah exactly <laughs> he'll ask a couple of questions and then he'll be like whoa let's go crazy and he'll start driving the desk around and then have a salsa band appear he's and always been like that though hasn't yeah, he he's that was what TFI like Friday was and it's just it is really insane I'm love, I've loved having it back but Quentin Tarantino and Kurt Russell are sitting there just going hey yeah this is great this is like, I can tell inside they're, they're like what is happening what are really? we doing with our this lives this is rock bottom yeah this is weird I found it is here. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's him overcompensating now. Yeah. I think that's him. I'm surprised he worked with Channel 4 again, to be fair, after yeah. that. But, meh. If that's it, that's him, though, isn't it? Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, the problem is, I obviously, I normally have a list. However, said list... Um, you also know I normally, how I feel about this. Yes, I know, but I normally update it on Google Keep, and right. it's online then, and I Google stuff, and I look at the IGN page and see if there's anything we're talking about. But for some reason, since about 4 o'clock, internet has completely gone. Yeah, I'm mine. It's yeah, really it's weird. Gone. I've got no HSD. The thing is, this is, how, this is how most horror films start. Like someone cuts the phone lines... Yeah, and we're like, oh no, the phone lines are gone, and yeah. we don't panic about it. We're just like aware of it. Oh, and in the, in the next hour, the internet's going to be fixed. I know because uh, a guy was at the door the you know just literally like twenty minutes ago. A guy in a hockey mask with the chainsaw. He's okay. Gonna fix and did he have a he had a MiFi with him? A yeah, little mobile yeah, he's install it for us. Great. And did he Great. say, "What's your favorite scary movie"? He said he was going to fix it at thirteen mm-hmm. o'clock. I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> the Wi-Fi is coming from inside the building. <laughs> The Wi-Fi is in all of us. Um, did you see what my bloody sat-nav said to me the other day? No. So I downloaded... Was, was I there? Uh, no, I posted it on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, I <laughs> thought I'd try, because I've got a Vauxhall Corsa. Yes. New model. Mm. I, I, believe me, I want my Zoe back. Don't even get all me right. started. I've got this Vauxhall Corsa, and I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to try the integrated apps that you can get with it, because it's got this system where it's got like a little touchscreen telly thing, and uh, you can download apps on your iPhone, uh, and Which link they link your... into it. So, uh, for example, you've got... Uh, it's not CarPlay, though, is it? No, it's but not. It's, no. Don't even get me started. Right. So it's Stitcher, and mm. there's another one. I can't remember the We're name of Stitcher. Yeah, it's Stitcher and uh, a radio one. Um, uh, tune in. Tune in, mm. yeah. And then you've got this thing called Bringo. Right. Worst application ever. <laughs> the problem with this being an audio podcast <laughs> is you missed Sean's kind of build-up to oh, the ever then. You would have heard I'm it as so silence. so angry. But his hands were waving yeah. furiously. But like erratic jazz yeah, hands. Like just <laughs> yeah, like so, just ever. So... You download it, and you have to pay to down. You have to pay to get oh. the trial. So it's a one-month free trial for fifty-nine p. Don't even get me started, right? And then after then, it's like you pay sixty pound a year subscription, right. or eighty pound if you want the Europe maps. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'll do the trial because I'd love sat nav in the car as a little integrated thing. Don't get me wrong. I love Siri. Mm-hmm. I love uh, I love uh, uh, ice free. Right. But I'll try it. I'll see what it's like. And it is the worst garbage piece of shit I've ever downloaded in my entire life. Okay. Don't uh, it, like uh, a couple of problems with it. You can't do postcode searches. 
She can't do postcode searches. You can put a street name in and then tell it where that street is. But if you want to do a postcode search, you need to just not use that app. Okay. You know, in sharp contrast to what uh, Steve's saying is, uh, when, when he did have his Zoe, I just want to say that I thought that was a fabulous car. Oh and I was, don't get started on his electric car. I was car. genuinely kind of jealous of him owning that car. Okay. But when he came around to my apartment with that car, and yeah. I was like, wow, he's just, it's like he's just arrived from the future <laughs> yeah. in his. It was amazing, wasn't it? He might as well have been Doc Brown in that car. Wow. Literally, hooked. Chris, we've got to go faster. <laughs> Me, George Jetson. You know, it was like what? that. It was a fantastic That's... car, and I was really envious. And then five minutes later, he's attacking Renault and got... because it broke. Because... It was a perfect car. It had yeah. a button that made it sound like the Jetsons' car. Inside the car, you'd yeah. hear this noise go. But, like this. Um, but if you drive past it, also, it's he, going. Ooh. He needed someone on the internet he could argue with because he always has to have someone. Don't even get me started on that. I think okay. there is someone that I want to talk to, yeah. talk about, and I'm we'll gonna, do a cup date later. Don't I'm put this down. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. <laughs> we'll do that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Bringo. Okay. So, yeah. as if it couldn't be any worse, mm-hmm. this stupid app. Um, I asked it to take me home because I'd, I'd been visiting a friend. Right. Uh, it was like half eleven at night, uh, and I said, "Okay, take me home." So I put in my, I pressed my favorite, and then I pressed home, and then it said, uh, "Estimated time of, of arrival." 24.07. Interesting time. What time is that, Dan? Yeah, very interesting What time, time. is that, Dan? Because yeah. I don't know what 24.07 is. Why is what, is, what is 24.07, seven Chris? Seven minutes past uh, midnight. Seven minutes past midnight? No, because t- midnight's either zero or yeah. 12. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me one system, one phone, one clock, <laughs> yeah, one yeah, yeah, TV, yeah. one anything digital that you've ever had that said twenty-four oh something. I'm going to assume it was something French. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't French. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got rid of the Renault. Look, the French know how to tell time. Oh my God, this isn't just me being weird, is it? And ranty. This is no. actually a bizarre well, thing to say. Twenty-four oh seven. It's a small thing to be ranting about. It's ridiculous. But I know what you mean. Ah. <laughs> can we? While I'm riled, can we talk about the cup? Okay. Right. Okay. It got. It got to the. It got to the thing. Do you know about? The and cop? then it got sent back from the Steve, thing to Steve, the other thing. Steve, we have a guest who might not know what the cop oh, is. Can, okay. Can there's a, there's a magical cop on the internet. There's a magical put, cup. We're on the internet. <laughs> you put a drink in it. And it tells you what the drink is. It tells you the molecular makeup of yeah. the drink. Analyzes and the liquid at the molecular what, level. What you know, nutrients and stuff you're getting out oh, of it. Oh, I think I have seen something about this actually. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. your dreams. So it's like it's it's like it's like <laughs> let me talk you through it. Let me talk you through it. So it's like a, a tumbler, yeah, like a portable cup. And you could put this in it and what is that, sorry? Um, this is uh, whiskey grouse. and lemonade. Right, so you put it in, and it go whooping, and then at the bottom it would say poison. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die. It would go. It would give you a little, a little white animation. It would put the secret up. service out of a job. Very important. Very white animation, and then a little blue tip at the top, and then at the bottom it would say poop, and it would say spirits. Tips. And then on your app, it would tell you what spirit it was, what sugar content is in there, what calorie content is in there, what kind of salt content is in there. All so on so forth. It it would analyze at the molecular level. Fantastic so far. Great idea. Impressive. So this was in 2013. Okay. So I thought, okay. 
no, sorry, 2014. Uh, uh, the, 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 they were going to say we're going to produce it by uh, Q1 2015. So, and I ordered it in March 2014. $100. $100 plus shipping, $118. Uh, to make the thing, because it's a, it's it's a, it's a Kickstarter, but it's 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 funded within their own, their own website. website. So it's a, it's a self-funded Kickstarter, and it was great. And every, and they put out these videos that were very Apple-esque videos. They were like, yeah, woo, and then like mix like you know really hit music in and overexpose everything to fuck you know like those kind of videos. It's like we're in heaven. It doesn't it look like we're in heaven? <laughs> Everyone like, has a cough in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, they're like, and then it, it flips over to the CEO who's like, we're really excited about this cup because it'll definitely exist. <laughs> That's the important, the important thing. He's not burying the lead so, there. So, it didn't exist. So, so, so they like, reckon they yeah, could do it. So they're like, right, okay, well, definitely. And then they started putting uh, monthly blogs on. Yeah, we're doing really well. Here's some production photos. We're doing really well. Here's some more production photos. Look at it charging on the base that we're making for it. But look at it like without it skin on so it's all like technological yeah. <laughs> seeing, seeing circuit board. look <laughs> circuit boards <laughs> and then it they got must do to, something right it got to like november december and they were like look <laughs> we're not gonna have this by quarter one we've got to be realistic so we're gonna set a new goal we're gonna set quarter four 2015 and we're going to give you a free bag. <laughs> carry case for his cup. Free carry case for your cup. <laughs> Not joking. Not joking. Free carry case. So, <laughs> gets to... The annoying thing is, is your laugh is silent. But our guest is laughing quite... I, I don't I know laugh. if he's lying. No. Not, I can show you the updates. Can, I'll show I you in a minute. I can attest to the fact that this <laughs> so is all 100% correct to, so far. It gets to June, right? And they're like, look. <laughs> All their blogs look. start, look. <laughs> One of them actually starts, the good news. We've got <laughs> the your bad money. news. And then they said the good news, and then the not so good news. Yeah. So the good news is, look, we've made this other product. It's called Prime, yeah? Because the original one's called Vessel. And this one that they've made is called Vessel Prime. Looks exactly the same as what we originally talked about. It even has the little graphic that goes whoop like that and then the little blue bit at the top. But what they've done is they've changed it. They've changed it. It basically said, you know this little sensor thing that tells us what's inside the cup? Can't do that! <laughs> We're trying, but we can't yeah, do that. Yeah. So what we've made is this. <laughs> this is a cup that tells you how much is in it. <laughs> so... What you're telling me is they advertised an amazing product yeah. that broke down the chemical structure, and what they actually tried to sell gave you a measuring was joke. a product that looks a lot like a measuring drug. Steve, if we even talk about your on. Christmas present, let's carry on. Yeah, we'll do that in a minute. Let's carry on. So. No word of a lie. They've got. They've even. They've made it the same. So what it does is when you get to your prime. Uh, insert quotations there, yeah. um, which is where it thinks you have to have, you know, your six cups of water a day or six cups, of, six cups of whatever, because it doesn't know what's in there. Well, you could have vodka, vodka in there, and it'd be like, good job. Petrol. I always, uh, I always try to have my six cups of vodka a day. Well, it wouldn't know. It wouldn't know. So what it does is it's that little bling that it gives you at the top. You know, the little blue light. That's when you're at your prime. It gives you that. And the little text box that's at the bottom. They haven't, they haven't put that in. <laughs> it's not there. That's the point. So if I'm filling it with vodka and not water, technically yeah. speaking, I'm being healthier 
because it doesn't know. Absolutely, it'll be like, yeah, you're really hydrated there, Chris. Well done, fantastic. This so outside it, opinion is it, really summing it, everything up. It on carries on. It carries on. So like, look, we've made this cup instead, this prime, and we know you're pissed off. <laughs> we get that. We're going to carry on trying to make the vessel. When that happens, we don't know because it's gone from having frequent one month updates to every three months, and now to every six months. The last one was in September, I think. Anyway, um, so they're like, we're gonna. We're gonna um, we're gonna give you one of these prime cups for free on the basis that one uh, you relinquish all rights for a refund. Can't have a refund anymore. Two, you pay shipping. With me? So I've got to pay another eighteen dollars. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with this product anyway, so that's fine. Here's the kicker. They say, look, we've got we've got an exciting uh, store that we're going to be selling it through, which turns out to be Apple. And uh, we're going to send you these cups as soon as we can. Anyway, they've been selling these cups through Apple for the last three months, and they haven't sent them to backers yet. So they've sold thousands of these things, thousands, and they're turning a huge profit on them as well. You should see it on the Apple website, it's got lists and lists of, of product reviews, and I'm there like, where's my cup? Hang on, can I just clarify, they've sold thousands of these cups. Yeah. People love them. You know, that company. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how many of those have been returned? Uh, well, no, it's a good product. It's a good product. People believe in it. The problem being is us backers that's paid money for it are all kicking off now. Because, because they haven't received because theirs. We haven't received anything. We haven't, they haven't oh, sent us... Right, so I'm sorry. So, so, so the people who are just walking off the street and said, hey, that's groovy, I'll buy that. I'll buy one of those. They've got one, but yeah. the people who have supported it right from its inception... Who, who've, made it, who've made it possible to create. Have nots. No. Oh. So you go on their Twitter and you're like, what the fuck, Vessel? And their response is always... Good job. Great feedback. Thanks for your response. Oh. Really appreciate it. And it's always like really cheesy bullshit. So. Yeah, okay, so that brings us up yes. to speed pretty much. Um, so I pay my extra $18 for shipping. I get my little shipping reference number that says, okay, it's, good. it's sh- shipping through USPS. And it's shipped on the 21st of December. So I waited a bit. 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Christmas! And then New Year's, and nothing's happening. And I look at the little uh, that tells you the mm, where the it's up to, the tracker, and it's got stuck in U.S. Customs. What the fuck? Why is it stuck in U.S. Customs? And it's I go, a on, cop. I go on the it's website. Empty. I go on the website, and it's explaining that things that get stuck in U.S. Customs are normally stuff that either haven't been labelled properly or narcotics. And I'm like, right, they haven't labelled this cup. They haven't fucking labelled this cup, right? So what happens next? January fifth. Return to sender. You and your narcotics. <laughs> January, right. It's been sent back to Vessel. My cup got to US Customs, stayed there for two weeks, and then got sent back to US Got sent back to Vessel. How'd you feel? Um, Better I, than you. I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> you should see the rants they're on. Like, I, I mess- You're not the only one, I'm I sent them. I sent them 400 emails. Well, as an Englishman, if it was me, <laughs> um, I feel like I would at least spit my tea out. 
<laughs> so angry. How do you know it's tea though? I, I you eventually got a cup that tells you. I eventually got this guy who was called who was <laughs> called who was called Eric, and Eric's like, "Hi, I'm Eric. I'm one of the uh, uh, the managers, the the social media managers." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Oh, you know me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, by this point, I'd also posted like on every single picture of their Instagram, what? incidentally, of teasing photos of them in production in their thousands. Mm. I'm just like, where's my fucking cup? Where's my fucking cup? Where's my fucking cup? That's mm. that's that's just rude. It's just it's just pissing on my bonfire is what it is. Um, and he's like, look, we're really sorry. And he starts being really detailed with me, really ex, ex uh, explaining everything, not just being like, oh, great feedback. Like he was like, look, there's decisions we could have made that would have been better to make them differently. <laughs> like, and he's he's been sincere with me. It's amazing. Yeah. They've actually admitted that there are are are, are different choices they would have liked to have made. That makes did he sense. do it? Um, did you in the style of you know the guy on Bullseye where he said, "Look, you haven't yeah, won. Yeah. You haven't won, but yeah. let's have a look. Speed boat. <laughs> let's have a look at what you could have won. You know. <laughs> oh, so anyway, we're still waiting for this cup to be produced. They're, they're saying it's still heading forwards. Um, but I just I started uh, off by by saying like how long ago, how long I've was never, that explanation by the way long enough it's fine we can cut that down right it, no it's good anyway for the people that have already heard it I'm so sorry it was you told it in an insane way you summarized that situation if anybody's quite pissed well. off about my explanation for the second time tweet at my vessel <laughs> just give him his cup so he shuts <laughs> yeah. off please if he doesn't fucking oh, shut up about this <laughs> I love that. did I tell you what happened to our last podcast yeah, I, 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 I bombarded them with a link to the last podcast being like, look, guys, in, we've reviewed your cup. Yeah. Please listen. No, please repost so we can like. And I thought they were going to repost, and oh. actually, one of the guys did actually listen, and he was like, mm, "Okay, well, there's some facts Here's in some, there that probably yeah. need to be refined." <laughs> hashtag. Mm-hmm. Where's Steve's cup? <laughs> the one, there is a hashtag out there for it somewhere. Probably. Isn't there? It's just it's the fact that um, a, a product they make has uh, a bit a recurring bit on a podcast with a theme song. I think they should be proud of that. Is it the fact that it doesn't exist? Oh no no no! He's talking about musical theme. Yeah, it's it's just so the product that doesn't exist has a musical theme. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one that the Dan just sang. It's amazing. Yeah, it's got a, it's got tune and everything. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I still it. don't not believe that this is possible. I find it hard to believe that this what they're saying I'm they're going to do incredibly suspicious. Is possible. Well, no, they're saying it's going to be two hundred dollars. I know, but in fact, they're saying we can do all the R and D and and create it and sell it for a hundred dollars to you guys. That's the bit I'm dubious about. So I still think eventually they'll have something that does part of what they're saying. I think they, I, I don't know. I still, I think they're suggesting it gives you far more detail than you can actually get. Well, it's the future, Dan. Anything's possible. Hmm. Well, it literally is, it? is the future because it's not fucking now, is Here it? Here we are, just sitting in a tin can. <laughs> What's that? That's David Bowie. Oh, and we've Bringing looped it, it right circle. back to the beginning. That is why we're That's professional fantastic. digital broadcasters. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I just Tom. Mm. Well, we talked about that at the start of the podcast. Yeah, it was the was most beautiful, Dan. That the was the most beautiful. depressing intro to a podcast. Ground ever control heard. to Major Tom. Mm. I don't know the rest of the words. No, but anyway. Deep on a cup, it didn't turn up, so that was his cup date. Ba bum. I like it. Right. I think that's time, isn't That'll it? I'll do. I think that was good. That was a fun show. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow and go, oh, this is terrible because... Um, the audio's off and we need to no, cut that bit it's out. it's fine. Nothing needs cutting. 
Um, but yeah, go and watch uh, Hateful Eight because it's good. Yeah. Um, tweet out my vessel. Tweet out my vessel. And uh, go and uh, listen to an album that isn't the best of David Bowie. Yeah. Well, or do. No, just a proper album. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he has been Steve and I've been Dan. Good night. Well, who are you? <laughs> who Who are you? Oh, who am I? Who are you even? Who am I? Who am Name I? it. Name it. What? That quote that I just did. Uh, Les Miserables. No. I don't know. I'll do it again. Right. Who am I? It's uh, Thingy, the rugby tackling thingy from Scrubs. Oh, right. Yes. What's he called? Don't know, but you're more Scrubs. I've been Sean. And I've been Chris. There we go. And I've been Dan, and he's been Steve. <laughs> and it's time to geek out. Bye. See you. Bye,